Chloe Davis, welcome to the True You Hub, and um, you're one of the fabulous experts on uh, True You Hub, which is uh, really good. And you're our sleep expert, I understand, which is is something that everybody needs, isn't it? Sleep, and um, eventually everybody gets eventually, but lots of people have problems with it. Uh, tell me, um, why why did you become a sleep expert? So really, really quite odd, actually, how it happened. So I, I had a job um, and I was working in a respite centre for children with disabilities and they just offered me this training and said, do, do you fancy going and learning about sleep? So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll give that a go. And uh, turned out it wasn't training, it was a job. <laughs> and, oh. um, and then I went to do my training and just absolutely fell in love with it. So, you know, just seeing the difference that sleep can bring to everyday life um, and I suppose stumbled across, across my passion. Right. You know? Well, sleep so it's is, like it wasn't meant for me, you know? <laughs> okay. Sleep is obviously very important to human beings. Unfortunately, we can't function like robots 24-7, so we have to have the sleep. So um, what sort of training did you get then uh, after that? Um, did you carry on training and get a qualification? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm a trained nurse. My background is in nursing. Okay. Um, and then I trained for initially for children with additional needs um, in Southampton with a, a world-renowned professor. And then I did some further training for children. And then I did the cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia for adults. Um, and that was with a, a chap called Jason Ellis, who again is a world-renowned kind of professor. So actually, I think as, as the years have gone on, so I've been doing this for nearly 12 years now. And as the years have gone on I've just added and added to my toolkit over the mm. years so um, now I'm able to help everybody and anybody with sleep. So really you're, you are the most experienced sleep person that, that ever yeah. existed by the well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I certainly um, I pride myself on my training, you know, and I pride myself on on continuous, you know, continuous kind of development. So I'm part of the British Sleep Society. I've got a membership for um, a chap in Australia. So I do training with him every month. So for me, it's really important that I'm up to date with like the latest research. I'm giving people the best that they the best advice they can get how important is it to have those qualifications when you're when you're helping somebody well really important to be honest because you you have to come from a research basis so and and maybe that's partly you know where i've come from and coming from the nursing field having that research so you know that what you're what you're putting in place and what you're implementing with um you know with the people you're working with and supporting actually works, you know, from a physiological viewpoint. And I suppose that's where, that's for me, where perhaps I'm a little bit different is that everything that I do is based on physiology. So it's not just, it's not just tips around sleep. It's not, you know, sleep hygiene. It's about how the body works, how the mechanics work in the body, and then how we can improve that to improve our sleep. So giving people a real, good understanding of the science behind sleep because I always feel myself personally if I understand why something works the way it works and why it's perhaps not working well for me I'm more likely to put that stuff into place if I've got, if I've got a good understanding whereas if somebody said to me or just do x y and z without any real reason my kind of nature would be I'm not doing that you oh, know yeah. so for me it's really important that 
I'm sharing the science of sleep, obviously really kind of simplified so that people have got a really good understanding of how it works so it can last them forever. Okay. And do you sleep well yourself? I do. <laughs> but, you know, in saying that, I do. Um, but I do have the odd night, you know. So if I'm feeling particularly stressed, yeah, my sleep will will kind of fall by the way. Sleep is the first thing to go for me, actually. So if, if I'm going through a particularly stressful period, my sleep will always be the first thing that's affected. But I suppose where I've got the advantage is that I understand that that is a physiological response to stress and that my body's going to naturally get back into the flow. Mm. So so although my sleep does go from time to time, I understand how sleep works, so it doesn't take over. Um, what's, what are the main causes of people not being able to sleep? Uh, there's so many, but I would say what I see mostly is stress. Right. And, and what happens, you know, when we get stressed is that stress hormone will override our sleep hormone because it's stronger from a physiological viewpoint, you know, it's a stronger mm. hormone. And then what happens is if stress is overridden, as it's going to do naturally, we then panic that we haven't slept. And then what we try to do is put all these different strategies, you know, we'll go on Google and we'll look at all of the different stuff that's going to work to help us to get to sleep. And it becomes almost like it's like a snowball effect. Mm. So then we're putting in so much stuff to help us sleep, which actually probably isn't going to help us sleep because we've still got that (laughs) stress response going on. And actually, if we sat back and let the stress pass, our sleep would naturally go go back into the rhythm it was before. Okay. Sometimes um, I think it's uh, a bad thing to Google what what's wrong with you <laughs> uh, yeah, because you yeah. get sort of seven seventy million responses and they're yeah. all different and they're all got pe- people's different ideas and so on it just makes it as you say more stressful and worse because yeah, you, you can't you, it's, it's trying to decipher that information isn't it and yeah. then and find the things that work for you so then you'll try try all different things but you know bearing in mind that probably that stress response is still going on so it doesn't really matter what you put into place you, your sleep is still going to be affected yeah. until that that your cortisol levels have reduced you know right. so from a physiological f- physiological viewpoint which i would say is probably the the most common thing that i see Okay. Plus, of course, if you Google sleep, um, then you're going to get lots of adverts for mattresses and pillows and stuff like that coming up on your social media and everything. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff, all that stuff. Okay. Um, Does your advice, um, you're here on the the Tree You Hub to to help women, does your advice also uh, help men? Yeah, so everybody, yeah, everybody. I mean, you know, I'm passionate about about women's sleep, probably because I am a woman. Mm. Um, And certainly when, you know, we're, I suppose, at a bit of a disadvantage with things like menopause. So, you know, kind of navigating your way through that, you know, and and how sleep can be hugely impacted. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I I can help anybody from, the only people I don't help is babies because physiologically they're not meant to sleep. So um, anybody from 12 months onwards. And they're a cause of uh, lack of sleep as well, aren't they? Bless them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do a lot of normalising. So I speak to a lot of people normalising baby sleep, you know, and um, and yeah, and that kind of helps because I think we sometimes set unrealistic ex- expectations as well. You mentioned that um, the main cause is stress that causes uh, insomnia or lack of sleep. Um, from your point of view, do you find yourself trying to sort people's lives out so they're less stressful? No, 
actually no not really so there, there are some strategies that we use to help to uh, minimize stress or maybe decompress the day I would say is a more common strategy that I use so almost getting the stuff out of your head onto onto paper but because sleep is a biological drive so we're biologically driven to sleep and we will all sleep at some we can't survive without it mm. actually when we can take emotion away from sleep um that that tends to be enough to help yeah, right yeah nice. so there's not not a lot of work around actually this the stress itself it's more about understanding the biological process behind sleep is uh, better sleep um, an aid to, uh, does it help with uh, weight loss at all? Yeah, absolutely. When we when we don't sleep, our bodies, um, like the, the switch that tells us to stop eating become, can become a little bit faulty. So we can, we can overeat because we're not being told that we're full. Um, and we will naturally crave um, kind of complex carbohydrates, sugary foods, stuff like that when we haven't slept because our bodies are lacking in energy. So they're really clever, your body is. Mm. So if you're lacking in energy, it'll say, oh, give me a packet of chocolate biscuits because it knows that that's going to perk you up and get you through the next kind of couple of hours. So, yeah, it absolutely is. In fact, there's a lot of research studies around uh, sleep and weight loss um, coming out. I mean, sleep is becoming an ever-increasing field that people are showing a lot more interest in, which is amazing. Um, but there's a lot of links between weight loss and, and sleep deprivation or weight gain and sleep deprivation. So, so can diet uh, itself affect how you sleep? Yeah, yeah. So especially like when we're talking about so i talk a lot about circadian rhythms don't know if you've heard you know heard of the circadian rhythm but that's kind of our our internal body clocks that tells us when to go to sleep when to wake up but it also controls our metabolism so um actually things like not having a set meal time which might seem really minute but in terms of our circadian rhythm our, it relies really heavily on us giving it really clear signals at the same time each day and that really helps to structure our circadian rhythm which helps with sleep and wakefulness mm. so if you're eating at different times throughout the day and it's not stable that can cause confusion which then can cause confusion with sleep as well so yeah it, it can absolutely have an impact and even like eating quite spicy foods and think you know in the couple of hours in the lead up to bedtime sugary foods caffeine um can all impact on our sleep alcohol Alcohol, absolutely. Do you want me to tell you what alcohol does? Go on. I like almost love sharing this information, <laughs> but it, but everyone's like, oh Please no, do. it really doesn't help. So because a lot of people will use alcohol to get to sleep, mm. okay? Because alcohol helps us to get to sleep. That is without question, okay? So it has a sedative effect. Um, so it helps us to fall asleep. It gets us into our deep sleep more quickly. However. What it does is it robs from our dream sleep. So our dream sleep or our REM sleep is, is like what processes your emotions and your memories. So it's like all that, all that good stuff, you know, that makes you be the best you can be. And alcohol will rob from that, which is what a hangover is. So a hangover is sleep deprivation plus dehydration. And that's where these, you know, you can be quite irritable and or I certainly can if I've had a drink quite irritable, have mood swings. But this is because of the sleep deprivation, because it's robbed some of that dream sleep. So 
people do get into the habit of using alcohol because it really does work so it so it's you know it's quite it's hard to say to people you know you mustn't drink alcohol when you sleep and this is why I rely really heavily on the science because when people have an understanding actually I'm not wrong having a bottle of wine does help me get to sleep but it's going to impact on that later you know good quality sleep that I'm getting and and my emotional processes. Fascinating I, I wish you'd given me that advice about 40 years ago too late <laughs> or even on wednesday <laughs> yes <laughs> fantastic how uh, important do you feel it is to give um, your advice to women on the uh, true you hub i think this is paramount so i think for obviously i'm a sleep expert so i'm going to say this but sleep for me is a fundamental basic okay it's non-negotiable if it was negotiable evolution would have got rid of it that no doubt about it it would have got rid of it because for us to be stagnant almost for eight hours you know or physically not moving and unable to do anything evolution would have got rid of it mm. um it's as vital as food and water we need it to be our best selves so much happens when we when we sleep our bodies are so busy you know from a, if you're exercising you need sleep to be able to replace those you know tears in your muscles so that you can exercise the next day to be well you know our immune systems are repaired whilst we sleep and yeah it's just it's absolutely vital for for health and well-being so for me it's a it's a fundamental basic fantastic Kerry, thank you so much for talking to me about it. It's been fascinating and we look forward to hearing more about uh, sleep or lack of and how to overcome it uh, on the True You Hub as well. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for having me.